I'm Father Ron Shipley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to this podcast homily for 8th Sunday after Trinity, the ninth in a series of 26 homilies for Trinity season. Revisions to this series are part of the AIC celebration of the start of its second decade on the web. The musical theme is the fourth verse of Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, performed by Richard M.S. Irwin and used with his permission. It is also the theme music for the companion video presentation for Trinity Season. Listeners may benefit from the companion AIC seasonal video series Trinity Tide, the teaching season, presented in nine episodes, each of them linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The series offers a brief history of the evolution of Whitsunday Pentecost and Trinity season, Anglican traditions of Whitsunday and Trinity, including the seasonal color and fasting traditions, and commentary on the Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for Whitsunday, Pentecost, Trinity Sunday, all 24 Sundays after Trinity, and Sunday next before Advent in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. The Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for 8th Sunday after Trinity are discussed in Episode 4. The Epistle reading for 8th Sunday after Trinity, Romans 8, 12-17, is St. Paul's teaching on the Christian doctrine of the adoption of the faithful as children of the Father. The word Father is derived from the Aramaic Abba the ancient Aramaic language spoken at the time of Christ. In St. Paul's teaching, the Holy Spirit is the means through which this happens. Here is the New King James text of what I think are the three most critically important verses in the reading, beginning with verse 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And the other selections are verses 16 and 17. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified. Listeners should always remember that when St. Paul used the word flesh in verse 13 from the Greek sarks, he is not exclusively referring to bodily lust, but as a metaphor for the human condition, that is, the conflict between things earthly and things spiritual. St. Paul used the word flesh more often than any other scriptural author. The Gospel reading for 8th Sunday after Trinity, Matthew 7, verses 15 to 21, is Jesus' warning against false prophets and his variations on the golden rule. Expanding beyond the actual pericope is often helpful in providing context. 
In this case, understanding the true meaning of the final verse is greatly aided by the addition of three verses that come immediately before today's selection, that is, verses 12, 13, and 14, and two verses, 22 and 23, which come immediately after the pericope. In verse 12, Jesus offers a variation of the golden rule. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. In verses 13 and 14, he paraphrases Psalm 1, which is often called the two-ways psalm, which is an important guide to understanding the whole book of Psalms. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. In the main body of the reading, Jesus warns against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. In verses 15 and 16a, he says, you will know them by their fruits. After a brief homily on whether a bad tree can bear good fruit or whether you can get figs from a thorny vine, he repeats again the statement from verse 16a, but with a variation saying, therefore, by their fruits you will know them. It is this guidance to which St. Paul refers in the epistle reading concerned being in the spirit instead of in the flesh. Many writers have explained this teaching regarding false prophets as a warning against false advocates of other forms of religion. I do not believe that that is what is meant. It is not just a warning against people outside the Christian faith who teach false doctrine. It is also a warning against those inside the Christian faith who wear religious garb and teach false lessons to the faithful. The wolves in sheep's clothing are those who have changed the teachings handed down from the apostles to make them into something they consider more relevant or sensitive or politically correct. Jesus ben Sirach warned against the same problem two centuries before Christ in Ecclesiasticus chapter 1, verse 27. Do not exalt yourself, lest you fall and bring dishonor to your soul. The Lord shall reveal your secrets, and in the midst of the assembly he will strike you down, because you did not come in the fear of the Lord, and your heart was full of deceit. The message from today's gospel and commentary is that it is not how you dress or how often you quote scripture or how you rank on any secular or clerical scale, but what lies in your heart and how you live by the rules you have been taught by the scripture. Or meet the definition in Psalm 1, delight in the law of the Lord and quote in his law, exercise yourself day and night. Again, this is what St. Paul meant concerning the difference between the flesh and the spirit. Jesus says this himself in the final verse, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. 
The great Anglican prayer book scholar Massey Shepherd pointed out more than 60 years ago that if we end our discussion of today's reading with verse 21, we will miss much of the impact of what Jesus has said. I agree with Shepherd that verses 22 and 23 add better context on the issues of judgment and qualifications for entry into the kingdom of heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this podcast homily for 8th Sunday after Trinity are available at our website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. First, there is New Testament Gospels, an AIC Bible study video series presented in 45 episodes. Jesus' teaching concerning the gate of heaven as being narrow is discussed in episode 6. The Lives of the Saints, an AIC Christian education video series presented in multiple episodes and in two series. From the first series, St. Matthew is the focus of episode 1, St. Paul of episode 5. From the second series, Archbishop Cranmer is one of three English martyrs celebrated in episode 28. Episodes in, seasonal videos and Christian education videos linked from the digital library page, Bible study videos from the Bible study page, and podcast versions of all three from the podcast archive page. From the AIC Bookstore Publications, in the Gospel of Matthew, annotated and illustrated, St. Matthew's account of Jesus' warning of false prophets in the Sermon on the Mount is discussed in Chapter 7. The book includes 117 illustrations from the 6th to the early 20th century with a cover image of Matthew from the Pericope book of Henry II and a second quarter 12th century illumination of Christ and the Sermon on the Mount on page 65. From Layman's Lexicon, the entries of interest are Abba, Father, Flesh, Heart, Heaven, Kingdom, Sin, and Wisdom. From the prayer book Psalter, History, Text, and Commentary, Psalm 1, these two-way psalm, and how it is interpreted and used in the Anglican prayer book tradition is discussed on pages 1 and 2. And finally, Christian spirituality and Anglican perspective. The true meaning of the word heart is explored in the context of the underlying duality of the discipline of Christian spirituality, the reality of evil in the world, and the Christian truth as its only antidote. All the AIC Bookstore publications are available using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net or directly from my Amazon Author Central page, https colon right slash right slash www dot amazon dot com right slash author right slash ronald hyphen e hyphen shibley everything after dot com must be in lowercase letters
The closing prayer for 8th Sunday after Trinity is the Collect for 8th Sunday after Trinity, which Archbishop Cranmer adapted for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer from the Gelasian Sacramentary as it was used in the Sarum Rite in the Church of England. If you listen carefully, you will hear echoes of St. Paul's teaching on spirit versus flesh from today's epistle reading. O God, whose never-failing providence ordereth all things both in heaven and on earth, we humbly beseech thee to put away from us all hurtful things and to give us those things which are profitable for us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.